Hello and welcome to Reactive's Beyond the Byline podcast. I'm Evikiori and this week we are taking a deep dive into the train collision in Tempe. The reasons behind the fatal accident that resulted to 57 passengers losing their lives, its impact on the upcoming elections and the reactions coming from the society who is demanding from the government to take responsibility for the neglect of the railway network. Protests and clashes with the police are taking over every city in Greece. But what led to this tragic accident? In the afternoon of the 28th February, 433 passengers said goodbye to loved ones. The Intercity 62 train never made it to its destination and 57 people lost their lives while the number of the missing persons is yet to be confirmed. The train left Athens at 7.22 p.m. with final destination Thessaloniki. The railway from Athens to Thessaloniki is double, one line for each traffic flow. Some hours later, when the train reached the Paleo-Farsalo area, a technical problem of the electrification cable appeared, leading to a delay of 48 minutes also forcing the train to be displaced momentarily to the descent line and then to be returned to its normal orbit and line. The train arrived on the next stop in Larissa at 11.07 p.m., where 81 passengers disembarked. 352 people, passengers and crew continued their journey to Thessaloniki. However, due to a mistake by the station master, who appeared to be confused by the previous route of a local train that had left the station earlier, the Intercity 62 train never moved to an upward trajectory. The train continued its route, and for about 25 kilometers, moving on the same line with the freight train number 63-503 that was almost completing its Thessaloniki to Larissa route. For about 12 minutes, the trains kept moving towards each other, and at 11.20 p.m., they collided. At 11.20, time stopped. The first passenger cart was engulfed in flames, and the following three were derailed. 354 people on both trains started fighting for their lives. The first fire brigade arrived on site 20 minutes later at 11.40 p.m., By then, dozens of people had lost their lives and the rest were fighting to get out of the destroyed train. At 11.50 p.m., the first ambulance arrived at the place of the accident. The firefighters and the first aid workers faced absolute horror. The remote control system on the Athens-Thessaloniki route, one of the main train routes in Greece, is useless. It doesn't operate. The system, which was acquired in 2000 and was planned to be operating by 2004, just on time for the Olympics, is still not installed, and it's been lost in translation and allocation of responsibilities between companies, of unfinished contracts, mismanagement and delays over delays. Everyone knew about the neglect of the railway system in Greece. On February 7th, the OSE, Hellenic Railways Organization, Trade Union, had complained about the problems of the Greek railway. On February 15th, the European Commission referred Greece to the EU's Court of Justice for not complying with the rules regarding the railway transport. 
Some media like Reporters United and Investigate Europe had published their research on the state of the railways in Europe in December 2021, where the current issues of the Greek railway were highlighted. No one can claim that the authorities didn't know what was happening with the railway network. But what is the current situation of the Greek railways? Things work as if we are we're going backwards in the Greek railways system. We, we have um, new uh, double electrified lines finally, but in terms of security and safety, things are back uh, to uh, the 1970s with much fewer staff. Yuri Dissibersi is investigative journalist working for Reporters United and Investigate Europe. If you would like to, to, to describe the situation of the Greek railways in, in a nutshell, you'd say that in terms of uh, safety, uh, it has uh, gone backwards because of the new electronic new systems of signaling haven't been in, in, installed yet. ETCS, the European Train Control System, hasn't been installed yet. And the uh, systems that uh, uh, re- rely on uh, the human on the human factor are uh, dismantled because of lack of staffing. So there is a general regulation that if it is if it is followed by the book, no accidents happen. If if we didn't have this, we would have an accident every week. There is a way to avoid accidents, but that is not uh, the ideal way and we saw that. The following day of the collision, Costas Karamanlis, the Minister of Transport, announced his resignation, taking his political responsibility. However, only a few hours later, in a speech, Greek Prime Minister Kyriakos Mitsotakis said that the main factor for this tragedy was a human factor. Allocating the blame to the human factor seemed like a convenient solution. However, no one can ignore the evidence coming to light. It is very convenient. Um, he, he could he could get away with this explanation for about a, a day after the accident, two maybe. Then uh, all the the evidence started pouring out, and and he had he had to find another explanation because yes, the human factor was indeed decisive. But the problem is that the, the, the station uh, uh, manager who made the fatal mistake, he was not supposed to be there. He, was, he wasn't even qualified to be there. He was a solution of, of, of need, of necessity, uh, because of, because of uh, all the extremely deep uh, uh, cutbacks in, in staffing. The, the freezing of hiring, practically, and, and the, the, all the experienced staff is gone, practically. Understaffing and hiring untrained personnel has been attracting lots of criticism these past few days. But how did the station master of Larissa ended up operating and taking the responsibility for an entire station? This is in itself a big point of contention. Uh, there's speculation that it was a political appointment, um, but... Um, I don't think that is what um, we should be discussing right now because um, there's been an effort to patch up the huge gaps with whatever solutions um, could be found at, at, any, at any moment. But in a nutshell, this, the, the, this person hasn't been uh, a station master at all. He has been working uh, 
moving luggage around. And then at the age of 79, uh, did a quick training and, and then ended up being a station master in, in one of, in, in Larissa station. It wasn't like this in the past. There were, there, there were um, in, at least people who staffed positions uh, that had um, responsibility. They, they used, they had, they had, they had experience and they were learning from older ones who had experience and there was there were redundancies there were more than there was more than one one person at the station so the volo station next to larissa it shut down last year because the the last station master retired and there was no one replacing him there were there there are dozens of stations without station masters in in in, in greece now it's just not not possible to to operate a system we're operating 2500 kilometers of network with a staff that would be adequate for 300 kilometers. So if you want to find a, a unique Greece, Greek trait on this is, is that we rely on the heroism of, of, of particular people. But the unanswered questions continue. What happened to the signaling system that was supposed to be working by 2010? And what happened to the one that was supposed to be in place and running by 2016? 2010 it was a pivotal year in the Greek uh, rail, uh, railways because it was when the Troika came to Athens and uh, the um, huge austerity programs began and, and the railways was a prime target for austerity. It was not just uh, trimmed of personnel, but also uh, it was stripped of assets and, and, and it was just left in such a, a state of neglect that uh, bandits started um, stealing stuff. Before 2010, the system that allowed all stations in the country to track where each train was on the rail network was still operating. After 2010, that system ceased to exist. 2014, uh, it was decided that something must be done and a project began in order to improve signaling. And this project still, it was supposed to last two years and we're in 2023, and this project hasn't been finished yet. You're listening to your Actives Beyond the Byline podcast. Subscribe to our podcast newsletter on youractive.com slash newsletters. And if you want to expand your knowledge in other fields, you can listen to our tech podcast, agri-food podcast, and health podcast. And if you have any comments or ideas, you can drop a line at podcasts at youractive.com. What led to the Tempe accident is a good representation of how the Greek state functions. And on this long list, we can add the political system failing to control corporations. Political system that is uh, not being able to control the corporations, uh, such as uh, Alstom and Actor, which were the ones tasked with the upgrade of the signaling system and, as I said, still haven't uh, delivered. We at Reporters United uh, found um, a memo, an internal document of a written by a top um, official uh, at the Ergose, which is the um, company tasked with the works at the network, at tracks. And um, Alstom never provided the know-how that it was obliged to, that it had agreed to at the contract signed in 2014. They practically split the line. Alstom 
took the northern part, it finished the works, and, and then the, the southern part was not. The studies were not uh, adequate. The contract was violated. There has been some agreement between both companies that was simply um, de- delaying the process. And the companies were asking for more money, and that also delayed the process. And then uh, the EU got involved uh, and uh, said that the, the terms of the contract aren't being respected. So there was a fine. In 2019, the EU fined Greece with a fine of 2.5 million euros. This fine pushed the government, led by Kyriakos Mitsotakis, to take action and pressure the companies responsible for the signaling system to proceed with their work and abide by the contract. This led to the companies wanting to change their contract, asking for more money. And after the new contract was signed, they began to work again on the signaling system. And that's, that's how eight and a half years have passed. From their side, the companies involved in the implementation of the project haven't answered or commented on the delays and their share of responsibility yet. So the track where the, where the crash happened is a responsibility of Alstom to uh, install the signaling system. It is uh, supposed to be over uh, and done with soon. Uh, But uh, we've heard this soon for many years, so let's see what happens in the end. We haven't had an answer from the company, by the way, uh, from any company. (laughs) And neither have we had an answer from uh, Hellenic Train, which is a subsidiary of uh, Ferrovie dello Stato, uh, the Italian state company. We had this privatization uh, of the Greek railway, the entire Greek railway was, was privatized in 2017 uh, as the Troika uh, demanded as a condition for the bailout loans. So the entire railway was sold for 45 million euros, which is uh, peanuts for, uh, for an entire railway, railway. But in any case, it turns out that they also have a share of their responsibility because when the... Um, split was was uh, finalized so Trenitalia uh, Ferrovia dello Stato bought bought the Greek railways in 2017 and by 2020 they moved all the passenger train operation out aside out of the of the old big old uh, railway uh, building to a new building and they took the people responsible for safety with them so the center that was uh, responsible for, for secondary control, so from for central control. If something went wrong in stations, trains around the country, there was a center that was tasked with uh, verifying and, and preventing. Uh, so this center ceased to function in 2020. After the full privatization, the new company, wanting to save costs, cut down the personnel of the center of control. These facts are are coming out to light only now. So if it is proven that it is like this and nobody has contradicted this, you cannot think of a better illustration of, of a destructive privatization. So Greece ended up having a railway network running without security for years. The European Public Prosecutor's Office 
EPPO, has launched an investigation into a contract about the upgrade of the signaling system on Greek trains and remote control. If the signaling system, like traffic lights, traffic control and the communication system had worked, the fatal accident of the 28th of February would have been avoided, as the trains would have automatically stopped two kilometers away from each other. Everybody who knows a single thing about um, how how the railways work in Greece uh, says that if we had a a functioning signaling system and not a manual signaling system, this uh, uh, crash uh, would have uh, most probably been averted. Rage and sorrow has pushed thousands of Greeks on the streets where they protest peacefully and their peaceful protests have been met with police brutality once more. Something that attracts even more criticism on how Mitsotakis government is handling the aftermath of the train collision. People are angry at how a critical infrastructure has been left to deteriorate. And we know that this is not only for the railways, it's also for the for water and for other uh, critical infrastructure. There is rage against the media as well for not uh, bringing up critically important information uh, in on time. And there's rage against the politicians that didn't... Um, prevent this from happening, and against the companies. There's a general uh, outburst of anger and and rage and sadness that's so deep uh, that we haven't seen this uh, since, yeah, for the past 10 years, we haven't seen people gathering in, in small cities and to protests. Now it's generalized, it's across the country. The elections that were planned to take place this coming April have been postponed. The new date is yet to be announced. According to local media and analysts, Kyriakos Mitsotakis is planning to postpone them as much as possible, as he is now afraid that this blow will be the definite one for his electoral campaign. The political impact of this is profound. It's not just uh, any uh, accident. It has uh, shaken Greek society to the core. Thank you very much. I am Evikiori and this was Euractiv's Beyond the Byline podcast. Visit Euractiv for the latest news and if you haven't subscribed to the podcast, you can do so on your favorite podcasting app. This episode was produced by myself and I want to thank our executive producer, Malte Kettelsen. Thank you for listening.